The Capeless Crusaders present Being the Symbol with Curtis, Tom, and Steves. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. Yes. <laughs> Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. We are back in yeah. black. And it does come in black. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode eight. Um, and uh, as you've guessed it this time, we are talking about the, the Batman. And there's, that's going to be kind of an inside joke mm-hmm. um, as we go in here. But uh, hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Curtis at Calm Down Warning on the tweets, at Existential Romeo on the Instagrams whatever what have you curtis is back to my left who do we have via uh, facetime or satellite feed reporting live from gotham is the be- uh, no i'm sorry I'm kidding, just kidding. <laughs> you need some water there uh, <laughs> live from galt once again it's a steve's the azorian one yeah and this is tom at tall dark not ugly on everything youtube twitter snapchat instagram tumblr everything I'm sure there's plenty of people who would like to snap your chat, uh, so... Uh, Just, uh, you'll find out why they call me tall, dark, and not ugly. <laughs> well, speaking of dark, night. Yeah. This is going to be a special episode today. Uh, For the 75th birthday of our favorite capeless, Cape Crusader. Cape the Cape Crusader. Crusader. Uh, this whole month of July, uh, it's going to be celebrated for his, you know... Everything, he, everything Batman is to us, the fans, and to the viewers, to the readers. So, as per usual, uh, we want to be able to just go around the table first for all you comic book fans uh, to talk about what we've read this week. Or past week, since it's actually been a while since we heard, we've seen you guys or heard you guys anyways. <laughs> and, uh, Steve, have you read anything this week? I am still continuing with the Image Comics uh, story of Invincible. I'm about. I just finished the ninth chapter. Um, the uh, the the get ready to edit. Get ready for the sheep. The <laughs> sheep just hit the fan. Okay. Uh, we just saw. So death. We just saw the main character's uh, father, who is the Superman-like character. What's his name? What's the character's kill... name? His name is the character's name is actually Invincible. Oh, okay. that's his name. Um, nice. And his father, who is the you know the Superman-like hero of the world, just killed. The entire, for lack of a better term, Justice League in this in this story, and no one knows that though. He was at the funeral and everything, and it's all kept quiet. Not even his son knows. Uh, so the son is now becoming more of a hero now, and without and without having any knowledge of what his father just did. So uh, it's it's hitting the fan. It definitely is. So as you read, the audience is actually they know who killed him, but yeah, we know. We saw. We see okay. it happen. We okay. see him do it. But the son doesn't see it. Anyway, wait. So the son's name is Invincible. What's in, the dad's name? Is what? Uh, uh, superhero with a mustache. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty cool name. I I, I I forgot the dad's name just now. Again, I I, I know his name's Invincible. Okay. Mm. <laughs> well, being that you are partly recording our podcast and partly being a dad, you are definitely <laughs> forgiven. And uh. We should all say, "Hey, Jackson." Jackson? Yeah, that's right. Uh, He, yeah, he was sleeping at the beginning, but I think the Batman voice woke him up, (laughs) and so I had to put put ourselves on mute, rush to the baby seat, pick him up, 
And as you see, when he's picked up, he's absolutely fine. Yeah. For all those who can't actually see that, this is all actually being taken place in the Bat Cave, and this is actually yes. a hologram yes. we're talking to, actually. So yes. We yes. saw. I the was whole actually action. examining Gotham, and then he had to wake up. And yeah. That's what happened. And when we say hi, Jackson, who is uh, Anthony Steve's uh, junior, um, we're actually go. he his code name is actually Damien, uh, being yeah. that uh, Anthony Steve's is uh, Mr. Wayne. And lastly, I've read some more uh, Cyber Force. So uh, it's pretty cool so far. Actually, I think I just read only the second issue so far. Um, let's take, so the events from the first issue is that you see a post-apocalyptic world, dystopian future, where these mutants have this like symbiotic mechanical nanotechnology all over them that has them have gold you know, body parts and everything like that. And they have like red eyes, super cool. And you trying to find out like, they pretty much just throw you in the middle of the story. So continuing off that in the second issue, they actually take it back like 20 years, 50 years or so before those events and show like the most specialized version of the cyber force people which is um i forgot some guy with a golden arm i forgot his exact name but you see him doing like these special forces missions and assassinating people and you see the difference between you know um different the effect of the the nanotechnology has on people and in the end of the issue you end up finding out he's like the one person that can actually like stop or topple the big you know monopoly hierarchy in this future so it's pretty good it's a really good setup so far for the first two issues i have like the first five on comiXology so it's definitely a good read if you're into mutants nanotechnology special forces you know dystopian futures people with assassin-like abilities and everything like that so sounds like everything i'm into sounds Uh, like a winner sounds like a winner on a side note Infinite Crisis. <laughs> you had All your turn. came back to me. <laughs> um, in the first few episodes right now, uh, Princess Diana, um, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, um, has uh, f- uh, video footage go live of her snapping a guy's neck, from what I remember, which... Um, which is not clearly by the FCC. That, not in this case, uh, no, no. nor do uh, Superman or Batman take very kindly to it and... There's a bit of a ripple right now in their relationship. So they're um, trying to sort that out while at the same time dealing with uh, the events that are, are coming, uh, you know, specifically Superboy turning into Superboy Prime, being a little, mm. a little, and uh, just basically crying and whining. A little douche. And killing people. Look what you're turning me into. You're, you're being making a little... me, stop making me kill you. Turning a little Robin. my leather you know jacket. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So uh, just dealing with that, and I'm just looking forward to getting back to the part where um, Nightwing comes in mm, and uh, plays his role. It's 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 amazing to me. I know we're going to get more into this. Maybe this will segue. We love segues here. Mm. Um, but just how great of a, of a supporting character he is for Batman, oh. and in the midst of you know uh, just the world kind of coming apart, Superman Prime or Superboy Prime coming in and just tearing things up, amongst other things, um, Batman reaches out to. To Dick, and we don't have to edit that one out because that's his actual easy, name. Easy, easy, <laughs> man. So, Richard, sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry, Damien. Wow. Uh, and uh, you know, just again shows how valuable he is, and how Batman, you know, is saying, "Hey, you know, make sure you." I'm tr- I forget exactly who he told, but he told someone to like to take care of take care of Dick because he's like a really honest guy. He's a good guy. Um. So yeah, and on that note, 
Speaking of Robin's Reckoning. Ooh. We want to talk about Batman and we yeah. which better guys can talk about the TV shows and even the movies, but our first part we would want to talk about the TV shows. Now this definitely means any type of live action, you know, part that Batman part had in or even animated series and that's where all our childhood dreams grew from. So, um we are going to go freestyle on this. Who, who wants to go first in their perhaps favorite animated series adaptation? We all know. We all know which one we're going to go with. But <laughs> who wants to have the first hit at it? I'm just going to go ahead and all right. take a stab. Batman, the animated series. Yeah. Boom! <sighs> Kevin Conroy, the one and only Batman. The show that made me feel like I was watching a grown-up TV show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, and they had so much in there from the characters that they created specifically for the show. The from... elements of drugs and murder. It's like, all and of it. And it. It, wasn't, it wasn't always someone from Batman's rogues gallery. It was easily as something as simple as a mob boss yep. or gangs or, like you said, drugs. And Batman dealt with that, which I loved. For once, it wasn't always this bad guy taking over the world. It was a small thing. Yep. You know? Sometimes and, it was a kid on the street, which was really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, um yeah, the animated series was great. Um we can even take it back to like Super Friends though. Oh as man. as as it was a lighthearted show and I'm okay with lighthearted lighthearted things. I know m- maybe not everybody likes the the gray blue Can't and yellow, be. but Oh, what? I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> but um, e- e- even even those shows, um, I honestly, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna start reaching fast and far. I even enjoyed uh, Batman and Robin on Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, mm, some people forget about those. But um, <laughs> some people intentionally forget about those. But um. You know, th- this is all stuff that was going on in my childhood. Um, yeah, I was into comics. I loved Batman. These things were happening, and I just, I would take them at every avenue. Love you, Batman. <laughs> if I may wait, say one thing that I really loved about the Batman the Yes, you may, sir. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Alfred. <laughs> um, for all those who definitely like Batman but never really got into it, a really cool thing artistically with the animated series, and this is one, probably one of my favorite things to know about it, is that with most you know cartoon shows, animated series, they have white paper, they have the special type of ink that they use to paint and color and pencil in all these different animations. With the Batman animated series, however, voiced by Kevin Conroy, which kind of also made Mark Hamill go to fame with his voice, Mark Hamill being Luke Skywalker. Um, in this is, case, playing the Joker. Yeah, playing the Joker, the Clown Prince of Darkness. They, the way they did the animation, they actually used black paper and then colored on top of that so their blacks are true blacks so and the, awesome and the night was you know better you, you remember all that orangey hue and just looked so much more you know adult like and i remember like every time going to like warner brothers or going to like um universal studios and seeing you know like our six flags and seeing all the rides and seeing all the you know merchandise from it, it just felt more more colorful, more lively than any other cartoon. Like, I was about six or seven when I started watching that. Like, the same time Land Before Time was out. Yeah. And I remember there was a two, <laughs> different, you know, two different scenarios where I'd watch Batman and I'd watch Land Before Time. So, totally. this is great. You were six or seven when that came out? <laughs> Steve, don't date yourself. You don't have to do this. Oh, my God. I know. What were you? You're, you're like 25, right? <laughs> I'm, 
I'm 32. All right, 32. You're over the hill now, buddy. It's all downhill from here. That was in junior high watching Batman the Animated Series, and it was cool. (laughs) It was very cool. And he put that Batman brace on you. (laughs) The bat brace. (laughs) What about you, Mr. Steens? What are we going for for here? For me, continuing with the animated series, I... um, I loved, I've always, so I grew up when I was little, grade school. You grew up when you were little, yep. I grew up when I was little, <laughs> and it was wacky. No, I, uh, as a little Portuguese kid, being raised by his parents, uh-huh. uh, my dad had recorded, of course, now we're going to go into someone who is an ally and sometimes an enemy to the Dark Knight, Man of Steel. Mm. I would watch Christopher Reeves' Superman movies, mainly oh. the first two, because no one wants to see part three or part four. No. Uh, <laughs> the first two. And I grew up on Superman, and it wasn't until I got into junior high. I mean, I've seen Michael Keaton's Batman movies, stuff like uh-huh. that, but when I got into junior high is when I came across the animated series. And it's like if Superman showed me how to be respectable and mannered and kind growing up, Batman showed me what to expect from people. That not everyone is good. Not everyone is kind. Batman showed me, basically, that there are bad people out there. And that one person who stands up to it can make a change. And something about that character, mainly the way it was brought in the cartoon, how serious it was. It was an animated series. It was a cartoon for kids, allegedly. But it was so serious, so well done. The focus on Bruce Wayne's parents being taken when he was little, him vowing to take to take the battle to the criminals. And I know, I know, there's the lighthearted Batman's. Of course, there's there's Mayor Adam West from Quahog mm-hmm. and uh, Bird Ward. <laughs> but I've always seen the Batman story as being something so serious that it was meant to be dark, meant to be taken so much more than just you know. You know, laugh tracks or blue and gray or Adam West looking out a window with his hands to his chin and pondering what they shall do next. I've always pictured the Bruce Wayne who's in the cave looking at the TV screen, seeing what's happening, trying to formulate a plan to save Gotham. And the animated series brought that. And it made me become a Batman fanatic and surpass, almost pretty much surpass my Superman fandom as a kid. Just because regular guy, regular human. No superpowers. It was just it, it's the animated series. I know I'm copying YouTube, but that's what it is to me. No, definitely. And that's the one, I think over everything, that's the one that really resonates with us, The Dark Knight, you know, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and all of that within the, the midst. Uh, I think uh, another one that kind of comes to mind uh, is some of the movies, uh, some of the animated movies mm-hmm. that came along with the animated series like Mask of the Phantasm. Oh. Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. I'm telling you, if I had my way, if I were to ever have to do a Batman reboot, Mask of the Phantasm. That'd be a great reboot. Cause it's, that was a great story. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I was so, so surprised with how well they were able to centralize it with the romance between Andrea Beaumont and Bruce Wayne and how that almost stopped him from being Batman. But it wasn't until she left and then... The, you know, the bats came from the cave and then he realized that, you know, there's nothing, you know, nothing for him other than his vow to his parents. And I think one of the parts that really, you know, struck me was the part where he's at his parents' grave and he's about to throw in, oh. the, he's about to throw in the cow. He's like, just tell me it's going to be okay. He's you know, talking to his parents saying like, Great scene. I'll put more money to the, the cops. And then, you know, I was like, just tell me that it's okay, that I'm going to break this promise I made to you guys that I'll avenge you guys. And, everything and then she comes in and says maybe they sent me and it's just you know for a 
a, a animated movie for kids that had so much emotion in there. It's just, I don't know. Like when I watch that, I, for some reason, I don't know. Level me with me. Level with me if you think about it. I imagined Rachel McAdams kind of playing Andrea Beaumont with red hair, kind of like. Hmm. Okay, you know, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. Definitely. I, I think one of the big things that got me is that Mask of the Phantasm was rated PG. Mm. wasn't just a rated G cartoon movie. It was PG. Parental and like, oh my God. guidance. Oh, man. PG or Parental PG-13? Guidance. PG, I think. Did it go PG-13? Oh, I hope. Oh, mm. Research. Checking Research. now. You have smartphones. Research. Because I, I know it wasn't G, and that was one thing I remember. I'm like, oh, man, this is this is not a G-rated cartoon. This is This is serious now. We're taking legit. But I, um, I'm glad that we brought up PG. Um, it is PG. It is PG. Yeah. But still, as a kid, you're like, wow, a cartoon that's not G. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad that we brought up Masters of Phantasm because, like, we were also ta- you were talking about like how you know Batman the animated series kind of shows you how people are. People do you know make the wrong choices. They make mistakes. Even though, so you know, we were talking about it kind of as an like as an adult cartoon for kids. But also, I think it's. I feel like. We as individuals grew up pretty well. We're, I think we have pretty good heads on our shoulders, but it, you know, yeah. I feel like <laughs> sorry. I feel like that show also showed how Batman saved normal people. You know how he yeah. like people made mistakes, like um, Man Bat. You know, he took the formula, and then right. when he had he t- you know he was saved, and at the end he chose to live a better life, and it wasn't until his wife actually took the serum and all that stuff, but. You show, you see how people can change for the better, and that's pretty much what Batman wanted to do: inspire hope in the citizens of yep. Gotham. And it wasn't only like mainly his rogues, and also Mask of Phantasm, Andrea Beaumont. The only people that didn't couldn't be saved were people who didn't want to be saved, right? Or chose not to, which shows, you know, again, people who people are. So yep, it's. Oh, it's so deep. So many levels. So, so many levels. So many layers, which. You know, we'll be covering over the course of multiple podcasts oh, yeah. for this month because Spoilers. it's Batman month, baby. Batman Bat- month. Bat month. Um, yep. Uh, we'll see. How, how about we go into this one? Mm-hmm. Let's go into favorite characters or animated uh, series. Yeah. Or, fa- okay. From villains to extended Bat family. Uh, actually, and it does. It's actually not limited to the animated series. Just period. Comics, okay. movies, whatever. Be- besides, of course, the Batman. Dark Knight. Besides Batman. Yes, besides Batman. I'm a, uh, In addition to. I'm going to go last because I want to okay. segue into another animated series you'll see about. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. Um, oh, okay. I'll go ahead and, and kick does. this off yet again to the Defender Go for it, team. Um, I'm rolling with... Uh, actually, I'm rolling with uh, with uh, with Nightwing. On oh. This one. Uh, I, love, I love Jason Todd's character, and he is my favorite character of the... Current favorite character of the Bat family, especially with reading comics right now, going through Red Hood and Outlaws. But uh, Dick Grayson, you know his uh, his first sidekick, um, best sidekick, best sidekick. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I just yeah, he, to I, me, he's the true successor. He is, you know, he, like, he is, and the only I person, side with Dick Grayson. Yeah, and the only person that was worthy to bear the cowl. When you know when Batman battle was cow, yeah. yeah it was gone yeah battle for the cow you know he ended up winning the battle for the cow and rightfully so, um, 
and then you know just the whole thing his his story so so close to Bruce's with the oh. losing the family and yep. right, yeah. Bruce seeing you know seeing this happen all over again and going as far as to just you know adopt the child and you know make him his ward yeah make mm. him his yeah his ward good. ward yeah, and one. then becomes father because I remember reading that comic where Bruce actually signs the paperwork where he actually adopts him and says like I'll oh. be his, his father and then they're they're, they're like they're both in tears like Man tears, you know. I was like, mm, man, man, man tears. tears, bro. Man tears, bro. Batman tears. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Oh, that's good. Caesar, you. Ah, uh, that was a great choice by Curtis too. Is that not just Dick Grayson Robin, but Dick Grayson Nightwing, mm, shit, where yeah. he becomes independent, becomes no, his own hero, but is still loyal to the Bat. And I'll and even just, take Dick Grayson Batman as well, who yeah. took took Batman's son, took took care of Batman's son as if yep. Batman's son redid needed, the needed dynamic to be. duo. Feel. Yeah, you know the serious Robin and the funny Batman, which yeah. is which is super yeah. cool. <laughs> Flip those whole roles. Oh, it, it's, so it, awesome. it's basically uh, you know quoting Vince Vaughn and Swingers. He's all grown's up, and he's all grown's up. And, <laughs> uh, just Nightwing just seems so much more. Um, Robin, the character of Robin is always easy to joke about because he's just a sidekick. He's a little sidekick running around. Okay, Dick. even when you make Robin serious, right? <laughs> even when you make him serious, you still got that you know that little comedy to him. But something about Nightwing, where mm. he stands on his own, becomes his own man, but still loyal to everything Batman stands for, is outstanding. Um, I'm going to go with that was simply validating Curtis's choice because so, you know Curtis needed validation, right? Sorry. Um, validation. <laughs> I'm going to go with the first person that Bruce Wayne mm. uh, slash as Batman looked for an alliance with, and that's Jim Gordon. Mm. Nice. Okay, so he, uh, the cop that he needed to tr- that he needed to have trust him and to be on his side, and he found that one good cop who was trying to fight the exact same fight Bruce is fighting but is unable to devote himself the way that Bruce Wayne can. Right. Uh, Bruce Go Wayne's got, yeah, Bruce Wayne's got billions. <laughs> he has a way to pull off being in one area and then, you know, running away, putting the mask on, no one even thinking that it could be him. He has the perfect cover. Jim Gordon, no mask. Public figure. No outfit. Mm-hmm. No billions. He's an everyday beat cop, turn, then becomes detective, who is trying to fight the same war as Batman. Yep. And it's his story is as can be as tragic as Bruce Wayne's where he didn't lose the family that Bruce Wayne had and forced to you know become an a uh, an orphan, but he, he is a married man. He has his own kids. Infidelity. And his face huh? And some infidelity. Some infidelity, yeah, and his face is in the newspaper. He can't put a mask on. He's always Jim Gordon. Right. So he he's a target when he puts away the Joker, when he puts away the Riddler. They're a henchman. They see him where he doesn't have that cover that Bruce Wayne has. And there's something about that that needs to be admired about Jim Gordon, who himself also stays devoted to the ideals of Batman. Right. Which is really interesting, too, because, you know, when when we when Batman is asked about his mask and why he wears it, it makes sense why he does, you know, to protect people. Protect yeah. But. The average even beat cop can't do that. No, none of them can. They have a big target on their back, and you can always just find where they are. Their home, their family is always in danger. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they don't have like a 
like a bat symbol they could put out. Their symbol's always on. Right. You know, they're always yeah. going to be on duty in Gotham, at in least Gotham. in that world. And, and, and even with that target and knowing he's, his face is everywhere, he's still right there alongside Batman. He's right there on top of the building waiting for him to show up to talk about what they can do. Yep. And it's and what else is interesting is that other people in the police department, uh, you know, straight and crooked as well, know that knows that he has a relationship, knows that he has an attachment to Batman. And, you know, I'm sure there's probably some story arcs that I haven't read where they did exploit him in that way. But he always took that chance. And I think that also speaks to how much he believed in the Batman. You know, he, oh, yeah. uh, enough to where he, he, he put it on the line and he had to kind of sometimes play, you know, play coy like, oh, you know, if you've got an issue with functioning equipment, you need to speak to maintenance, you know, like, <laughs> you know, but he, you know, he knew that they knew, but he wouldn't give it up. But he, he left himself very exposed. He was very vulnerable and uh, definitely takes a lot of heart. Jim Gordon. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome choice. And I would say, like, even at some point, you know, like Batman's always known as you know, walking along the same side on a very small, thin line of the darkness that he fights every night. You know, the whole, when you stare down the abyss, the abyss or the void looks back at you. Mm-hmm. And Gordon has always been that kind of, no matter what, clear-cut conscience because he's doing the same, he's fighting the same fight that Batman's doing, but within the confines of the law, within the confines of, you know, being a public figure. And I remember reading in Hush where um, the Joker comes yes. in and just, I think he... He shoots, I think, at Selena Kyle, and then she gets hurt, and then yep. uh, Wayne has to go don the suit, and then he fights him in the alley, and he's like about to kill him because all at that point, all he can remember is, you know, the pain that he caused, you know, million, you know, thousands of other people, and you know, it's always been like the thing that they actually brought in Arkham or uh, Arkham City, where it's like, I've let you walk away so many times, I've let you live so many times, and if I were just to kill you now, the thousands I would have saved, right. and the thousands that I piss off every day by letting you live. And then it was Gordon, the one that said mm-hmm. it stopped him. Yeah. Yep. You know, so that's like super cool that like it's not just a side character you could write off. It's actually a real character that actually is pretty pivotal to his role. Jim Gordon, who has killed people, who has fired his gun. Even he's telling Batman, don't do this. It's going to it's going to change who you are. Don't do it. Yeah. That means something. Means a lot. So Tom. segue time. Or at least kind of, I just want to go to another anime series. We kind of stuck on the anime, uh, Batman the Animated Series because it's, you know, the one that everyone loves. But there's been so many other animated, you know, series that have been made. <laughs> and the one is actually a spinoff of the Batman the Animated Series, which is Batman Beyond. Right. And I love nice. Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis, for you guys who don't know, spoilers, um, is actually a, so. When you watch the animated series, it gets introduced as Terry McGinnis is some punk kid and some gang, and at this time it's like new metrop, a new Gotham, and skyscrapers are everywhere. They're a lot taller than everything, flying cars, yada yada. People have creds. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's cool because I think Bruce Tim or Paul Dini, I forgot one of the main producers. They said, "What would the future look like?" And so all the suits in there, like dress suits, do not have lapels. Mm. So imagine all your jackets ah. without lapels. Mm. Um, anyways. Uh, Terry McGinnis, some punk kid, bears a striking resemblance to a young Bruce Wayne, uh, is going to Gotham High or something like that. So he's a high school kid, and there's a gang of Jokers, and then he ends up embarrassing them so and fighting them in front of a Wayne Manor, where an old, you know, decrepit, um, you know, Bruce Wayne comes in and helps fight, 
and you know is tired so he actually walks and crypts up to um the the mansion and then he ends up finding the batman suit and then taking the, or finding out the suits there and donning the the new mantle and then the cool thing i really like about his character he's much like a dick grayson where he's more comedic um has a lot of potential a lot of athletic gymnastic potential because he's younger and he's getting trained by bruce wayne the thing that i like the most about the kicker is that um his father was killed by the jokers later on so he kind of witnessed the same kind of tragedy that bruce wayne did however he still has his mom and his little brother you end up finding out that cadmus uh led by amanda waller um, actually rewrote his father's uh, reproductive DNA to where it's actually Bruce Wayne's DNA. And so what? he's actually the biological son of Bruce Wayne. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. Um, and I, well, I remember, so did I. <laughs> I remember watching the animated series, but I totally missed that part. So Batman, the animated series, and then the new adventures of Batman and Robin gave birth to Batman Beyond. Batman yeah. Beyond gave end up giving birth and leading way into Superman and Batman teaming up. So it ended up becoming Justice League after that. And Justice League Unlimited actually ended off the Batman Beyond series with one of the last oh. episodes of that season being called Epilogue. And it was about an older Terry McGinnis finding out who he really was, um, which is really cool, which I really like because it shows how, you know, there's still a lot of interworks between everything. Because you end up seeing, like, Batman Beyond's character throughout the Justice League series, and he's taken the role as the leader of the Justice League. And, you know, you see them having a skirmish in Gotham or Metropolis, and then they use, actually, the the mother portals or the boom tubes. Yeah, the boom tubes boom to actually tubes. transfer tra- uh, teleport everywhere. And, you know, they're having they're losing this fight. And then he's like, okay, guys, we're going to retreat. And then everyone's like, no, we have to keep fighting. And he's like, I didn't put this up for discussion. He opens up the boon tube and takes everyone out. So, like, you see him, he's still call- he's calling the shots. He has grown to, be- to earn the mantle of Batman. Uh-huh. And the cool thing I like is because, you know, it's a new Gotham, new villains, you know, and reminiscent of the old villains. But he has a new suit, red and black. And it has yeah. the ability to fly, has enhanced strength and speed and durability, actual com- camouflage. You know, obviously, a lot of people are like, okay, well, you know, that's like an Iron Man character. Like, would he still beat the old Batman and things like that? Uh, I I personally think that the Terry McGinnis could potentially beat Bruce Wayne. In You know, like, because it's just technology. It's just technology. And I like it because, at least for me, when I watched uh, Batman Beyond, it appealed to me as a teen. Because he was a teen. Gotcha. See, there's one thing that Terry McGinnis does not have that Bruce has. And this is the reason why Bruce is the best Batman and has been the best Batman and always will. Or best superhero. Yes, mm. or best superhero. <laughs> not so. Not only because of his dedication, but his ability to outthink everyone. Yep. Boom. Uh, boom. Uh, let's Mic flip drop. that boom around. Doom. Ooh, Justice League oh, Doom. Boom. That's where, a segue. That's a segue. <laughs> nice. Where's, uh, where's nice. Drew at and David Barry? <laughs> Shout out to our uh, our capeless crusaders who are crusading the streets right now. And, and Fighting Mr. a good fight. And, and the Jamie Burgess. Too. And, and at, <laughs> Can't this forget is him. Jamie Burgess at the, the Jamie, Jamie Burgess. Burgess. My name the is Jamie Burgess. Burgess. I have the two Jamie tweets Burgess. now. <laughs> I have two and a half tweets. <laughs> I'm a genius. I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm a funny guy. He's a funny kid. Anyway. All right, Doom. <laughs> doom. Um, just that alone, spoilers, 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 but the whole Justice League is dismantled based off of a, a contingency plan that Batman has set up for each Justice Leaguer should they go the other direction. He has a plan already set up to take them down. 
And the thing that just struck in my mind still rings so true. It just resonates is when they're all under attack and he escapes his attack. And then he's telling, oh, gosh, I forgot exactly who he told. So first he told. um, So Cyclops, uh, Cyborg Cyborg, ends up saving Wonder Woman and then. He, uh, Batman ends up calling to Cyborg, and Cyborg tells to him to save Martian Manhunter first. I believe and so. He knows what kind of compound would stop the magnesium seeping out of his Yeah, to stop pores. the fire. But I just remember him saying, you know, the Justice League is under attack. And he was like, by who? And he's like, by me. Yeah. And I was like, yep. oh my god, he devised all the plans, like the kryptonite what? bullet and Metallo and all that stuff. I was like... Dude, this guy, you, 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 you can't, I mean, and then how he set up the whole psychological thing oh, with for, the Green uh, Lantern. for, yeah, for, yeah. for Hal. And I was just like, Scarecrow, yeah, oh my gosh, just, he broke everybody down. And I, and, and I'm kind of curious. One thing that I don't think we ever found out is if he came up with with the plan that, uh, that they used to take him down. Well, in the end of the movie, he says, well, Superman and him have a moment because they always have bromance. Yeah. And then it's like, well, what was the plan to incapacitate you? Yeah. Because it wasn't Bane's way he did. And he's like, well, that's why you guys are here to stop me. Right. So, exactly. I mean, it, it, he just, it says it in so few words. Right. Right. But yeah, we right. all know, you know, he could take them all. <laughs> and, they, and, you know, if you think about it, too, they even touch about Batman always having a backup plan in the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, in yeah. each finale of all three of those films. Uh, yeah. You will not stop this train. Who said anything about stopping, stopping it? it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dark Knight taking taking the blame for Harvey. What Harvey did. Well, and, even with the the cell phone things. After you're done, put your name in. Yeah, he like he already had that set up for Lucius to yeah, be, oh, yeah, dis- exactly. be able to Lucius dismantle Fox. the whole. Yeah, the whole cell yep. phone, and then the autopilot, uh, autopilot, the autopilot, the software threw patch. that in there. <laughs> yep. yep, they threw that in there. Yeah, that he good. always has a backup plan just in case things don't go the way he first plans. He's got it handled exactly. That's so cool. he, so he, out, he can and does outthink everybody. He, he's like the perfect mixture of like Peter Parker, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, Victor Von Doom, like owns everything. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's like he's he's all of the he's the best of everything good and bad into one, and he's got the right focus. There's I, actually yeah. a, a great breakdown of what Batman is. The three parts he has: the dedication of Zorro, mm-hmm. the fear factor of Dracula, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the intellect of Sherlock Holmes. Because those are the three people he's based off of. Yeah, right so there. There you go. Boom. So that uh, that says so much, and I know we can go on for forever about animated series and, and all the Batman's, the Batman's. <laughs> but we want to give some time, some love to the movies. Oh yes. Now, I want to kind of think of it like this. Obviously, we were all kind of big Nolan nerds. What? No. I just want us Christopher to Christopher. Who? We got to think about. The other trilogy, I mean, the other Batman movies, so Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney. Oh, oh God, <laughs> man, really? I just... okay, you, you I like just... the nipples. You like the costumes with the nipples. We I just want... Only if I'm wearing it. Only if I'm wearing I just want to say, because for all those who don't know, Val Kilmer, he was the most like obscure one to play Batman that everyone thought, because he was very pretty boyish, very quiet, wore glasses as Bruce Wayne, which is weird. Um, my, wife, uh, my wife liked his lips. Yeah. And True story. True story. He had that big goofy smile with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> um, but Bob Kane, the create the the guy who took most of the credit for creating it, other than Bill Finger, 
said that he liked Michael Keaton's portrayal of Batman the most. Hmm. As I mean, do I. He, but he didn't live past to see George Clooney. So he never saw oh. Christian Bale. He never saw. That. Yeah, okay. All right. 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 So. There you go, Steve's. Don't get all up in arms on us. <laughs> but, um, My bail defense. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't bail them out. <laughs> so let's talk about movies. We could even talk about the future movies. Uh, and we'll give a little, a little snippet of a future standalone Batflick movie. If you guys are, saw that on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, do you want to kick this one off? Anthony Steves. Oh, oh, oh sure. Um, so, of course, growing up on uh, the Tim Burton classics, Batman, Batman Returns, uh, at that time, yes, Keaton did a great job of playing the rich boy while also being the bat. Um, did a great job. Something I wasn't aware of, of course, until I got older with Batman. And I have disagreements kind of when it comes with the way Tim Burton presented his story. Uh, I grew up, you know, I always grew up, I didn't read the comics, so I watched the movies. And my whole time I thought, oh yeah, Joker killed Batman's parents. Absolutely. What a jerk. Mm -hmm. And then when I started paying attention, like, wait a minute. (laughs) Joker never was around. It was Tim Burton, you bastard. <laughs> I felt I felt lied to. Betrayed. Um, yeah, but that's and good. That's good writing, quote unquote. It, it's a good story. It's good, a good well, It's a well written story. Uh, in fact, there was an actual Twitter war between Tim Burton and Kevin Smith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kevin Smith had called out Tim Burton about not having based his story in the at all with the comics, going against Batman really was not being true to his background. And Tim Burton said a comment along the lines of, "When I make my stories, I don't." go to the source material i'd make my story and kevin smith in all caps said that's the problem <laughs> i remember he actually said that in a night with uh kevin smith or an evening with kevin smith there's like oh did he okay yeah okay. i saw it in the, i saw it in tweet form too yeah because um kevin smith made a comic book and then at the the new the new planet of the apes which tim burton did um there's a part which came exactly from kevin smith's comic book and then like one of the comments tim burton says like, i would never read a comic book and then he's like, that explains batman doesn't it there it is. Yeah, there it is right there. And if you and if you think about it, knowing now knowing the history of Batman and everything he stands for, in both Batman and Batman Returns, he kills a henchman. The guy he fights <laughs> the guy he fights in the tower with a bell and throws him down the chest. <laughs> that guy's dead. Uh, in Batman Returns. I didn't he, kill has him that, the that, he has he has that bomb with the timer and that big henchman that works for Penguin. He's fighting them and doesn't work, and he attaches the bomb to the guy's waist and throws him down the sewer, only for there to be an explosion as he walks away. Like, Batman again just killed a henchman. No, that was a bat bomb. The guy didn't die. He just was, like, incapacitated. And the guy that he threw down that big hole. It really bruised him. That's what happened. It really really bruised bruised him. him. And then the guy that fell down the hole, he fell on a bat pillow. He actually (laughs) never really died. See, Batman thought of it all. Yeah. You're right. right. I don't think it's all, okay? And then, and then, of course, the 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 fault I think that Val Kilmer and Clooney have is that they were really good at playing one side of Bruce Wayne yep. and not the other. Well, just Val Bruce Kilmer, Wayne, not Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah, Val Kilmer, great in the costume, dark, brooding, but he even remained dark and brooding when he was Bruce Wayne. <laughs> A little too much. He's in therapy. Yeah, <laughs> He's in yeah therapy. Right. exactly. And then Clooney was cool Playboy. and stylish as the rich boy 
and still stayed like a cool and stylish rich boy when he was Batman. He was just Roger and Moore of the Bond series. Just, hey, what's up, Playboy? Exactly. <laughs> he is the Roger Moore of the Batman series. Really? A Batman credit card. Don't leave home without it. Shut up. Forever. Who wrote that? <laughs> Who wrote that? Hashtag product placement. <laughs> Thank you, Joel yeah, Schumacher. And even with, even with even with that, I put the main blame of Batman and Robin on the writing team. Who tells Mister Freeze to come out with a freeze gun and yell, "Everybody, chill, chill!" chill. <laughs> Look at the dinosaurs, I, I, the ice I age. <laughs> I looked around and said, "Really, really chill." This is what's happening. This is what's happening. I remember watching that like on a random Sunday with my mom, dad, and my sister when we were all still oh a happy family. God. And then well, was just, nothing else was on, really. It was in the theaters, yeah. and it was it was weird because we were at theater where we never go to, so everything was just off. And I was watching. I was like, "What <sighs> is this? I feel like I'm watching a carnival show. Like I don't know what's oh going on." <laughs> it was Batman's suit should be black. Why is there silver on it? And why does he have ice skates? No nips, please. No nips. Hold the nips. Uh, he does have an ice real- suit though. And the destruction of the Batgirl character. Although she was hot. Well, of course, yeah, she of course was she's hot. hot. No one's debating that. But she that. wasn't in but redhead either. Those of you who don't know and read comics, those of you listening, Batgirl is Jim Gordon's daughter, Barbara Gordon. But, but, Joel but. Schumacher, great guy. Joel Schumacher <laughs> thought it was a good idea to make her Alfred's niece. <laughs> Isn't that wacky? <laughs> it was Alfred's <laughs> niece. <laughs> you, you yeah, bastard. it was. It was bad. It was that was just there was just no. But she was hot. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's, about, it's I'm, share I'm, from Clueless. Of course, she's hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm appealing to the kid that watched it when I was a young lad. I was like, oh, she's so hot. Okay, so no, hot. I was excited that Alicia Silverstone was in it. But you have to say, also, the two Batman movies, Joel Schumacher, they capitalized on the whole, like, suit-up Batman, like, concept. Because oh, every time it's like, yes. the butt. We always oh, yeah, had yeah, the always muscular had the... butt. <laughs> yeah. and Here's I remember... Batman's crotch. Here's <laughs> Batman's <laughs> boobs. Yeah, yeah, that was the part. I was like, I watched that was the every, part. every day, yes, every day. Yep. Only time I actually <laughs> thought Uma Thurman was pretty good looking in that movie. And that never yeah. happened in any of the Tim Burton movies, though. No. And then, it just shows him walk into the closet, get the suit, and then walk out. Never of the butt shot, crotch shot, boob shot. Right. Armpit shot. Armpit, Armpit shot. shot. <laughs> uh, Indeed. Uh, how about you? Or yeah. moi. Me. Moi. Huh. Uh, movies, um, I would... Ooh. Mm, I'm going to go ahead and, for the lack of time, I'm going to stick with... Batman, Tim Burton, the first one. It was I was young. Prince did the soundtrack. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> dance. Um, no, that, yeah, there we go. Do it, do it. Um, I'm a big Prince fan, by the way, guys. So just so you know. Um, no. Yeah. Um, it was it was great. I mean, I was I was I was five or six. It came out. Um, I, I I loved Batman. Um, really? Yeah, I was born in 1985. How, when, when did that movie come out? 1989. 89. God, I am the old man. Jesus. 85, Curtis? Yeah. Don't worry. You're just the uh, Batman Cyrus from Dark Knight Returns. Steve. I saw Batman in theaters. Oh <laughs> so did God. I, but I, they didn't have to pay for my ticket. I was just wondering <laughs> no, why. I had to pay. I had to get paid for mine. My... I was just wondering why Lando was in there. 
Lando Carson. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As a uh, as Harvey uh, Dent. Harvey, Tommy, Harvey yeah, Dent. Yeah. Harvey Dent. Yeah. Tommy We're gonna tear down the walls of the city or whatever it is. <laughs> We're gonna drive them out. Uh, How suave like you are. Ghosts and, ghosts and goblins. goblins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Lando. Uncle Lando was <laughs> was in there. Lando Calrissian is my uncle. The only black person in space. <laughs> they let a pimp into space. Well, they have Samuel now. Mace Windu. Mace Windu. Well, now. Now. Yeah. Well, and, you know, while I did disagree with some of the story parts in there, uh, some of those great lines like, my balloons. He stole my balloons. Oh, dude. That was so awesome. He stole my, my balloons. My balloons. And he takes his my gun out. and told me he had one of those things. <laughs> and then he gets the gun and he shoots his main, his main Bob. dude. Bob. <laughs> Bob. Bob, you are my number one guy. Can you tell me what kind of a town has a man <laughs> that dresses as a bat? This town Don't needs an animal. <laughs> we can go on forever. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, hey guys, we, we can go on forever. I think we're going to end it on the high note of some of those Batman quotes. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. But, uh,. My comments do not change that Dark Knight Trilogy is the Bible of Batman. Thank you. There we go. We can all agree. <laughs> Anthony Steves wraps that, that one up nice and tight with a little bat bow on it. I want to say one last part since we did talk about the past and we all know about the present. Tom's going to let me finish. Oh, but, my uh, bad. I'm just going to talk <laughs> about the... Uh, I just Kanye West. This is the, 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 the Batman, which is only right that we ended on that note because that's how we started it. Yeah. Since we're talking Good about call. the Batman, Tom, go ahead and take it away. No, I'll let you finish afterwards. I'm, I'll let you finish it afterwards, Taylor Swift. Anyways, um, so <laughs> nice. you guys have been following our Facebook posts um, and are really excited that it's actually a two-parter. The for the next or the the next step for DC is that Ben Affleck will have his own standalone film after the Dawn of Justice, of course. Ooh. And the only, if you think about all the movies that come out for Batman, the only movie title logical for a batman standalone movie is called the batman so ben mm. affleck will star in his own batman movie called the batman um i also wanted to point out at quote unquote the rumor of the teased or the leaked teaser for dawn of justice which actually is not too much of a teaser it's almost like the teaser for um the dark knight rises it had footage from the first uh, batman films and then ended it off with you know, um, Gary Oldman in the hospital and then the, the symbol of the sky. Apparently the teaser that's rumored to be leaked and actually be presented from one of the, for, uh, one of the comic cons that are going to be either in San Diego this summer, which you guys should take a look at, um, is actually going to be footage from the Zod and Man of Steel fight. And it's actually going to be, you're going to see it for what it is, and then it's going to pan, or, yeah, pan oh, out, zoom out, and then you're going to see it's I'm actually feeling... Bruce Wayne without his cowl on in his back cave, and you're just going to literally zoom out, zoom out, zoom yes. out to where you see the whole cave, and it's just going to end. So apparently that, I... that is the rumored teaser, which I think is super good. Wow. That sounds hot. Because yep. it, it goes back to everything. Hashtag, it goes full circle, all connected, mm -hmm. about whole him planning everything, knowing everyone's first step before they even take it. Just Yep. Good. Like, like, uh, Bale is my Batman, but I am willing to give Affleck a shot. He looks good. I want to hear the voice, and that'll seal it for me. <laughs> all right, Chris, you want to you wanna take this one back? Take this one back? 
All right, I'm Taylor Swift this time, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, Beyonce was good. Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce had the best video of all time. You mean Kim not? now? Kim, <laughs> Beyonce had the best video of all time. Um, okay. On that you know, note, Kim had a great video too. You know, ooh, who hit? Who was not it a featuring a verse from Ray J? I don't. Know. I believe it, it was a little Cancun trip. That's what it was. Wait, who hit it first? <laughs> oh right. <laughs> well, actually, technically, it was neither of them. But we'll mm. talk about that later. But on that note, uh, I can tell you who had the best podcast episode of all time. That was the Batman. Yeah. But there are a few yeah. more to come this month. So, as always, thanks, guys, for joining us. Um, I myself am the Curtis Fisher at Calm Down Warning and Existential Romeo. My name is Curtis Fisher. To my left. Not everything. Not yet. Oh, yeah. This is a, a Steve's, the Azorian one. And this is Tom uh, at Tall Dark Not Ugly. Uh, it's been a great night, guys, and I hope you guys enjoyed. Later, y'all. I'll look into it. <laughs>